It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your Concierge for Better Living here on CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and all over the airwaves. Thank you for tuning in, checking out this episode. I know it's going to give you some cool information, and thank you again for everyone at Cannabis Radio for helping make this thing happen. So, you know, we're talking about cannabis. We're talking about health. Everyone's talking about CBD. We know this. But, you know, I've talked to people that even though everyone says it's safe, it's, it's good, it's, it makes me feel better, you know, it's not necessarily right for everyone. When I, when I started, I know that sounds crazy being an advocate like this, but it's real. I'm being honest. And, you know, even as coming out of med school, it was my company was personal health design. And the reason being is that I wanted to recognize that everyone is an individual. You have different lifestyles, you have different factors, you have different diets, you have different hereditary factors, but all these things kind of play into who you are. And even the choices you make about cannabis whether you might like it, but it may not like you. So it's really nice to, to have a, a guest say to talk a bit more about that from a scientific perspective, not just anecdotal. So it's really my pleasure to welcome today's guest, Dr. Christy Williamson. Uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I love what you said that it may not like you. That's actually what I say about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> sure. You may love it, but it may not love you. Um, so thanks for having me. I'm excited I to be I think I have a cat that's like that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have a cat in the house that's like that. I was like, I love you, but it doesn't show no love back. That's but um, no, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, I had that down. Over Christmas, we got bunnies. That's a whole new, another ex- experiment of uh, <laughs> having bunnies in the house and how they, are, uh, anyway, another story, another time. But what I really wanted to jump into, and I know you, you have this Nutritional Genomics Institute. So I, I think people need to understand that. You know, I always talk about genetics and hereditary. Someone says, oh, I'm prone to having XYZ because my parents did or it's in my family. Well, when I finished med school, a naturopathic school in Arizona, I went to culinary school. And when I, because my background is in anthropology and cultures and medicines and traditions from the beginning of man. And, and I started realizing that, you know what, some people think it's hereditary, but it's really a lifestyle factor, meaning you ate what your grandparents ate, what your parents ate, which may not have been good for you to be eating. You know, I come from the Jewish culture. That matzo ball is a killer. I always want to do a book called The Matzo Ball is the Killer. Uh, you eat this big bowl of carbs, a big ball, and then pack on some animal protein on top. Doesn't work. So I think it's interesting that, you know, while I push towards your lifestyle factors and your diet and all these other things that we can recognize on the outside, we have genetics and we have DNA and we have these things that also um, play a role in how we respond to medications, to foods, to environmental. So tell us a little bit more about this Nutritional Genomics Institute and how this got started, how these genetics may play into it, if you don't mind. Yeah, so Nutritional Genomics Institute is, let's honestly, it's the next generation of medicine. Um, so it combines genetic testing and then it combines something called metabolomics, which may be a new term for, for people, but it's basically metabolic testing. It's actually been around for 
30, 40 years. Like when a baby gets their heel pricked in the hospital, they're actually looking at metabolomics. But what I've done is taking that kind of testing and applied it to the genome. So um, a new study recently came out in the past month that said only 10% of your DNA actually accounts for your disease risk. So, you know, traditionally we've said, you know, between 10 and 40%, you know, determines your disease risk. And then another, you know, 40, maybe 50% is in environmental. So we're, we're getting close to, you know, 80, 90% is basically DNA and environmental exposure. And that includes whether you exercise, how you sleep, what you eat, that kind of stuff. And then basically the special sauce is metabolomics. So and that's what we do differently at NGI is we're looking to determine whether or not your genes are turned on or off. So we're basically the super nerds who've got all these algorithms that look at a gene mutation and we're looking at 10 points above and 10 points below to see whether or not the, the soup, the river has moved and we're measuring how that, that gene expression is changing. Um, so this, you know, metabolism, this change in metabolism, we're measuring it and then we're fixing it. So we're getting in and changing that um, to see if we can get the river to flow in the, in the right direction. So that's actually what nutritional genomics is in this new phase. Um, and so we can apply that to pretty much anything. We can apply it to cannabis use. We can apply it to Alzheimer's risk. We can apply it to diet, sport. You know, we've got all kinds of people that come through uh, NGI to see if we can help them. So of course, of course we do. I love it. I love it. Now, there's a term that pops up a lot when we talk about genetics and all this genomics and stuff. And I, and I hear it. It's great, but SNP. What, <laughs> explain to our listeners, what is a SNP? Because I hear it talking so casually, oh, you know, SNP here, sure. SNP there. And, but let's break it down. <laughs> what is a SNP? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a single nucleotide polymorphism. So it's basically a spelling error in your in your genetic code. So your blueprint. Um, so, you know, when you're thinking about, um, you know, there's a point mutation, um, which is something very different. I want you to think about like, um, and we'll apply that to nutritional genomics. So there's nutrigenetics, which I want you to think about disease risk prediction. Um, and so, you know, that's basically, you know, risk for prostate cancer, breast cancer, those kinds of things. That's really something serious, okay? SNPs um, can be good or bad, or they might not have any impact at all, okay? Sometimes these things are just, they're like little tiny things. If you're spelling cat, um, it may be that, you know, the first letter is a little bit different or the last letter is different. Okay. Maybe cap instead. Right. So when you're programming this in your, in your genes or in your, in your machinery. So this is, you know, we're, well, we don't want to talk about the, <laughs> the new vaccines and things like that, but <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we're not going to do that. Um, no. But, you know, when we're looking at uh, programming in, in your body, how your, how your proteins read these things, you know, as you look at sometimes when you see those little, um, uh, things where the they sometimes will put a number in the writing um, and you can still read it. You know, you see those yes. things on Facebook, you can still read it. Your proteins can still read a lot of these things and it's okay. Um, but if you get enough of that protein impairment or that gene impairment, and that's another thing about genetics, protein, enzyme, gene, they're basically all the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so, and for the layman, you know, that's an easy thing to, to kind of get confused. You look at all that stuff and you got all this science stuff. I don't understand it. Protein, enzyme, gene, you know, when we're talking about pathway genomics, this is the same stuff. So don't get confused. It's, it's pretty easy. Um, but the SNP or the change is, you know, it's pretty minor. And yeah. as long as it's a nutrigenomic one where we can measure that change, then 
pretty much we can fix it. Right. That's awesome. I mean, again, this is a new era, like you said, of science, of, of, of healthcare, and it's no longer just guessing. And, and, I, and I hate to say that way, being a naturopath, I'm slightly biased, but a lot of the allopathic modality was to kind of throw a, a drug at it and hope it worked, or really throw a drug at the symptoms more than the actual underlying cause. So here we're actually addressing more of the underlying cause to that expression, which is the symptom. So you can actually not just throw a drug or something at a symptom, but you're actually kind of fixing those typos in that sense and i like the way that that could be thought about um and one of the big things i always say is that it helps us realize that nobody's perfect you know and i think and i think that's really something I, I always want to take that away because i've always said perfect health may be unattainable but great health is achievable and i think that's because if those i've met people that are want to be perfectly healthy and perfect health nuts and it doesn't work no matter how hard you try no matter how well you eat you're going to have some dna snips in there that's going to change you up and make you unique and what we're learning and thank you doc for sharing that information is it saying that we can now especially when it comes to nutritional effects understand them and even correct them in most often cases which makes you healthier and more balanced and live your best life which is what we're here for at concierge for better living absolutely yeah we're absolutely living our best life um, and we're really trying to change the paradigm of medicine. We're really trying to get to the point where it's not only on an individual level, because people like you and me, we're able to see individual patients and and change that on you know in our own little our own little ecosphere. Um, but you know what we're trying to do at NGI is empower other physicians to do that as well. So we've created all of these panels um, that we are you know putting out to to doctors everywhere so that we can actually teach them how to do this type of medicine as well. So that's the that's the exciting part about what we're doing at NGI is teaching other doctors how to do this. So it's not just our little our little bubble. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about that and super excited to see how that can be applied to the cannabis industry as well. Well, I, I think there's definitely great potential. I've been one of those people that have introduced new concepts to doctors and to the healthcare community. It's not easy, but you know, it's worth the effort because they then help so many more. It's a nice trickle down pyramid type of effect. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back more with Dr. Christy Williamson. We're talking more about NGI and genomics and cannabis. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at cannabisradio.com. We'll be right back after this message. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back. This is Doc Rob, your host today with my guest, Dr. Christy Williamson from Nutritional Genomics Institute, and we are talking about some fascinating stuff, SNPs and then some. Um, we're diving into how your genetics can be 
analyzed, evaluated, and even modified to make you feel better, live healthier, especially when it comes to the nutritional levels, which I think is, again, as a doctor, the first thing I did was went to culinary school when I graduated. I was like, why? I'm like, because everybody eats. You know, it's not about, it's like, wait a second. Yes, I don't care if you have a cancer issue or arthritis or Alzheimer's, you eat. So let's start there. Um, and, and with that, I, I want to you know, transfer back into what we were talking about before the break about cannabis, because one of the additional emerging healthcare phenomenons is the endocannabinoid system. And what we realize is that everyone has one of those too. And so I think that people have to understand that. Doctors for Pot has had a system. Everyone, your grandmother has this system. She may or not use it right, but it, she has it. Your cats and dogs have a system, has a system. So we have to understand that. And so when I talk to people, you have this system. It's, it's complicated. There's different types of receptors. There's different types of uh, compounds or effects that make it you know, stimulate or go down. And these are all things we kind of measure. And I, 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 I think it's interesting because several years now, I went to Harvard for a course. Uh, it was a cannabis genomics by CanMed. And we were talking about this. Mashulam was you know, streaming in. I had some of the top doctors there. I, you know, I had some great conversations with people like Mara Gordon and others that were doing data you know, research on therapeutics. And it was, this is again, this is a few years ago when CBD was just starting to hit more mainstream. And they're like, oh, CBD for this, CBD for that, CBD. And then you have these parents talking about how CBD made their child's epilepsy worse. And all these great stories about how CBD made it better, but you still had a couple here and there that made it worse. Can you explain maybe how that could be understood a little bit around the genetic kind of conversation? All right, well, number one, I'm going to just put a blanket statement. I'm not a cannabis expert. I'm a pathway genomics expert. I'm, I'm a doctor okay. of clinical nutrition. I'm a certified nutrition specialist. I'm a biochemist. So that's okay. number one. <laughs> uh, you know, so let's get that out of the way. Um, there are people out there that clearly know way more about cannabis than I do, uh, but I like to know how things work. So right. I did the same thing with the endocannabinoid system. Um, so, you know, and, um, you know, I just wanted to quick segue, like, um, you know, humulate, like we were talking about, um, culinary school, like looking at stuff like that. It's like, you can find it in hops, you can find it in black pepper. It's a hypotite suppressant, you know, that right, has yeah. really cool. Um, and so you can use that for weight loss. You can use that in all kinds of things. You can find that. And like, I think most people know that when you have mango and you, you know, combine that with, oh, yeah. you know, with cannabis, cannabis, there are all kinds of cool stuff like that. Um, but, you know, kind of diving into you know, personalizing cannabis use. There are so many things. I mean, if we just even start talking about your main regulatory system in terms of how your body regulates neurotransmitters, I mean, we are opening up a huge can of worms. <laughs> right there, right there. Yeah. <laughs> huge can of worms. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about our two main systems, you know, I mean, classically, you know, indica is supposed to increase, you know, dopamine levels and sativa is supposed to increase serotonin levels, um, you know, and so we look at those two main systems. Most people don't know that there are two different types of depression and there's two different types of anxiety. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, there's dopamine depression and serotonin depression. So, I mean, and, and clinically, you know, dopamine depression is, hey, I'm still going to go to the party, but I just don't enjoy it. Like, I'm right. just, I have no joy. And then serotonin depression is, hey, it's classical depression. Like, I'm going to go lock myself in the room and sleep all day and I have no motivation. So, like, you know, as your listeners are hearing this, like, that's one of those things. Like, you may decide, oh, I need more sativa in my blend. 
than Indica if I have the lack of motivation strain, you know, or, or lack of motivation type of, of depression. Um, same thing with anxiety. You know, there's a ruminating type of anxiety where you lay in bed and your brain just is ticking and you can't and you can't think. Um, and then there's more of the panic attack anxiety, you know, where you're literally in the car and all of a sudden you can't breathe. So, and guess what? They're genetics for all of these things. <laughs> so that's why we're going through all of this. Yeah. And your response to cannabis, of course, is going to be associated with whether or not you have SNPs or spelling mistakes in these genes. So we can get into all of that if you want me to. We well, can start talking about those genes and how to change them and regulate them and all that stuff. But Well, I think it's going to be complicated for everyone to dive into that level. I think what is really cool is that you've created these panels and these tests that now you said you can now share them with other physicians. So when people are asking these questions, they oh, I want to know more about this or why is this affecting me this way or how do I get more clear about where this anxiety is, or how to address some of these underlying issues, their doctors become more informed and more capable of diagnosing and then with that able to provide the proper treatment plan, not just a treatment plan, but a more direct personalized treatment. And I think that's going to be helping people better. That's what we're here for, to help yeah. people improve their outcome. And that's the, the, the goal. It's pretty awesome. Um, so like just for instance, the people that have that, you know, sort of ruminating anxiety, you know, if they, if they happen to, you know, have a cannabis product and they, you know, either hallucinate or they green out or those types of things, you know, things like simple, simple things like magnesium, or maybe even having more magnesium foods um, have to happen to regulate the gene that controls that. Um, so they're easy fixes, you know, things like vitamin B6 or things like magnesium actually are the easy fixes for, for some of these things. So it's, it's pretty cool that we've gotten to the point where we know how to regulate this. Um, and so, you know, and there's also, you know, genes that help to, to regulate whether or not we're going to have munchies or whether or not it's going to, you know, increase our risk for heart disease. And a lot of people yeah. don't know that there are regulators that control whether or not we're going to have heart disease or obesity if we, if we consume THC products. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a lot that we know, and I would say that there's still a lot that we don't know about the endocannabinoid system. Um, it's a, it's a relatively new horizon, um, in terms of, in terms of biochemistry and what we're studying. There's not a lot of published, um, information or there's more information that's coming out. Uh, I would say every month on, on the oh, system. Yeah. And again, with the challenge of doing human research, human trials has been restricted for so long, especially in the United yeah. States. Right. Um, and when you find out and discovering there's over 500 compounds in this plant and, yes. and, and a lot of the modern methodology of science, they want to isolate one compound and see how it works. But truthfully, we find more and more that that's not how it was designed to work. It works in synergy with all the other compounds. And I think that's something that, I mean, I, I've gone to the biggest cannabis research conferences in the world, you know, and I remember sitting in one with like 300, 400 people, all PhD researchers, you know, the nerds, I love it, you know, yeah. I'm happy to be there. And I talked to someone and said, well, how many people in this room do you think have ever consumed cannabis, tried cannabis? And they're like, eh, maybe 20%. Oh and my I, gosh. Because to them, it's just research. It's a PhD. It's research. It's a widget. It's in a mouse study. Until wow. you start meeting people that are sick, people that are kids that are improving their well-being, and you make it personal and you get in that clinical setting, you realize that we need to shift this and speed it up into human trials and get much more hands-on understanding of how this plant can be utilized. I mean, one of the things you talk about depression and different types of depression, and I remember reading a study many years ago that you know, the SSRIs and the drugs that we are given most often 
uh, chronically, continuously, not no end. They actually are down-regulating our endocannabinoid system and our, uh, you know, anandamide, our bliss feeling. So it's actually making us feel more depressed till you need the next drug, but it's not addressing the underlying issues. And I keep saying that because as a naturopath, that's one of our, our go-tos is we got to understand as a, the underlying causes and there's nothing more underlying than genetics, really, at this point, your personal, gen, you know, genetic makeup. It's great. Yeah. So those SSRIs end up breaking those um, 5-HT1 receptors. Um, and so, and that's actually the CB1 receptor gets upregulated when you have THC, of course, but other things also upregulated like brain-derived neurotropic factor. You can get that through exercise and meditation, fish oil, stress management, things Dark like that. vegetables, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there are all kinds of things that can upregulate CB1. Um, but, you know, I, not many people understand that other avenue to do that. And so when you start dealing with brain chemistry, um, it's it's massive. And unfortunately, our psychiatrists, they do the whole wet noodle to the wall thing. Um, and they don't really understand that. So one of the things that we do at NGI is we work in tandem with physicians to make sure that we have not only the right medications, but also the right um, balance in terms of nutrition and supplementation uh, so that we really get that ultimate end product where we have balanced brain chemistry. Because I mean, if you don't have balanced brain chemistry, you're really not going to have compliance on any other level. It's like um, riding with three tires, not four. You right, know, it's, exactly. It's not really working well. <laughs> it's not working well. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing um, circumstance that we have, I think, in, in what I would say modern medicine medicine um, of using pharmaceuticals first um, without having this other piece. Like, you know, when I, when I teach other practitioners how to do this, they're like, we can never go back. It's like they've come to the dark side of nutritional genomics and they're like, <laughs> oh man, I can't unlearn it. Um, so it's a, you know, it's, it's beautiful, but it's also, you know, kind of scary. I think yeah, waking, <laughs> you know up the, waking up the medical system is, is, is exciting, but also terrifying at the same time because they're right. so ingrained and so trained in a certain mindset. It's like changing their whole world and paradigm until they get it. And then it's like, I can't believe it took so long to get it, you know, and then it's light bulbs are on. Like I said, I've had my light bulb moments through my career and it's amazing when you see someone, a physician firsthand, get that light bulb moment and it's like, oh, I get it. Now actually help people in a whole new way and really get to their needs and change their lives for the better. And I think that's a great thing. So they are uh, our champions. They really are. I'm 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 never more happy than to, to empower our physicians. That's that's one of my favorite things. And our listeners, you're learning here, you're learning more, and you're gonna keep learning throughout these shows. It's great having guests like this. We're gonna take a great uh, another quick break, come back at this uh bit of a sponsorship to keep these shows going and we'll come right back with dr christy williamson this is doc rob your concierge for better living here at cannabisradio.com the concierge for better living will continue in a moment elevate your every day with that shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of shuggies add a cup of shuggies to your morning coffee Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living 
only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back once again with our final segment of today's show. And as always, these guys, these shows go, go way too quickly. I've got to double this time. I'm going to have great guests like this, Dr. Christie. Thank you for joining us today with talking about nutritional genomics. And where can people learn more about this? I know they're, they're you got their interest, you know, tuned in right now. They're saying, wait, 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 wait. They could actually understanding where our genetics may be off a little bit or have some typos and we can get some supplements and some dietary changes and actually feel tremendously noticeably better. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, 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 it's, it's doable. And I'm not even, again, I don't tell people, I don't sell anything. I just tell people what I find out, the interesting stuff and, you know, talk to doctors if they're not familiar with it, tell them to look up and get more familiar. Cause I know that's what you were talking about before the break. This is something that we want more doctors and health professionals to engage with and utilize in their practice. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got lucky. It's nutritionalgenomicsinstitute.com. Um, so I got the I got the easy domain name. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a scientist. So my Instagram page is not what it should be. So <laughs> it's pretty sad if you go there. But uh, we've got lots of technical cool information there if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where you find me. Um, but yeah, not, not really anything else in terms of following on social. You can find me on Facebook, all that good stuff. Well, it's good. To, you know, again, this is something that is emerging. And I think that people don't realize that even though, like I said, cannabis has been around for thousands and thousands of years, the industry is still relatively young in this modern day. And we have to have, use our tools to best understand it. Even look, as a naturopath and what we call alternative or traditional medicine, it's been around for thousands of years, but we're starting to see even uh, that integrative medicine and functional medicine and all they are is starting to take some of the best from the old and try to combine it with the new and try to have us all live the best life possible. And I think that's, again, what you're doing with these genetic testings. These are things that have been in a category of industry that's been evolving, genetic testing in general. And now we can actually apply it, apply it to cannabis use. And I think people will... And again, right now, everyone's still just exploring, experimenting, trying out. But I know, because I've been in industries that have emerged over the years, this is going to get more detailed and more in-depth, and you want to get the best product for your need. Again, if you're an adult use thinking it's just recreational, you have to understand that you're still affecting your biochemistry. Right. Even if you think it's just for fun, it's still providing some impact to your everyday health and well-being. So... Well, right. So, I mean, like I said, even if you, I mean, so like on our CanadaDX panel, so I mean, these these panels that we look at, I mean, we combine again, metabolomics, we look at your genes, and then we also, you know, look at lifestyle factors. So we're going to be looking at a a bunch of different things. We're going to be looking at your particle testing, we're going to be looking at your triglycerides, all these things that people would not normally be looking at. Um, And then also asking you, you know, do you exercise? Well, you know, just basic sort of things on, on our intake, our intake form is pretty obnoxious. It's almost 40 pages long, Um, but we, (laughs) we have a two hour intake. Um, So these are things that we're going to be looking at. And, you know, like I said, there, there are all kinds of body systems that people never heard of. Like we look at, you know, peroxisome function. These are extra little fat burners in our body that, you know, I'm sure you know about Doc Rob, but everybody else probably has never heard of a peroxisome and it regulates, you know, weight management. Um, and so there are all kinds of things. There are other, you know, there's another gene that regulates in, in the um, endocannabinoid system that regulates tumor growth and progression. So, I mean, there are all kinds of things that people don't have any idea about, but whether or not you're a cannabis user could actually impact positively and negatively. Yep. So you could be hurting yourself by consuming cannabis products. Um, and sometimes it's just good to know, like one, you know, 
if, if you have an enzyme, you know, a SNP and FA or that fatty acid amine hydrolase one, the one that controls, you know, whether or not you're going to maybe have heart disease or not, or weight gain, um, you know, if you don't have SNPs in it, THC is your friend. Like it's going to increase your anandamide, your bliss. Yeah. But if you do have SNPs in it, then that means you basically need to stick to CBD products. So, and that's a good thing to know, right? Oh, so you yeah. get all the benefits of CBDs, all the CBNs, all, all that, all that's good for you. And you should actually use it because it's going to help upregulate your CB1 receptor activity. But THC is going to make you basically be fat and happy. It's going <laughs> to, it's, it's going to increase your, your weight It's going to increase your, your cardiovascular risk. And, you know, but you're going to have lots of bliss in your brain, but that's a bad, you know, but what, what cost? you know? So those are things that you really should be paying attention to, you know, oh, yeah. I want to know. Oh, for sure. And so do I, and we're going to get into this further. We're going to have you back. We're going to do some of this testing. I might even do some of my own testing just to see where I stand and, right. uh, you know, being a, I, I'm a patient and an advocate. So again, I'd like to know, you know, it's a lot we're going to learn. And I think it's great that you got this focus. I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show today and sharing this Absolutely. insight. There's a lot more for us to dive into when it comes to everything from epilepsy and kids with CBD use to, I'm, I'm curious how uh, THCA, the, the, the neutral or the acid forms impact versus the decarboxylated forms and how there might be a differential there. And we'll have to dive into that in future conversations. And I'm looking forward to it sincerely. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you to all our listeners. We're going to post links to NGI on our, you know, when we post the show and share it through our social media. And again, if you have any questions for Dr. Chrissy, we'll, Send them my way, send them her way. We'll get it together because this is all about working together to have a better today than yesterday and a better tomorrow than today. So with that, again, thank you, Dr. Christy Williamson, for joining us today. Thank you, everyone at Cannabis Radio for making this happen. All you listeners and uh, followers and supporters, much love. And as always, wishing you all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.